0: homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and
1: welcome to Happier, a podcast about ideas and tips for building more happiness into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you might want to make your life more complicated and about how to deal with the people who refuse to be quiet in a train's quiet car. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with
0: me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, whom I often call
1: my sister the sage.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and I'm with you, Gretch, who I often call my sister the happiness bully. Before we jump into this week's Try This at Home, we wanted to
1: give you an update from episode 185.
0: Yeah, this comes from Ruth, she says. A quick note pertaining to the segment in episode 185 involving Nicole's questioner husband who has yet to remove his dad's estate papers from the living room three years after his dad's death. While questioner tendencies may be at work here, I can't help but wonder if lingering grief is also involved stirring up these papers may involve stirring up memories and sadness her husband may be consciously or unconsciously avoiding doing that i think that could have been acknowledged here well that's a good point
1: it's an excellent point and a couple of people wrote in to say that in the way she with the way nicole explained it it didn't seem like it was emotional but of course this might feel like the final step you know, yes. the final saying goodbye to his father. And like she said, maybe if he doesn't even realize that it's stirring up all these emotions, he could be doing it. So that is a really, really important thing to keep in mind. This is not just ordinary boxes of paper. This is an right. emotional moment.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So thank you, Ruth. Now, this week, Elizabeth, our Try This at Home is a bit counterintuitive. It is to make life more Complicated.
0: Yes, Gretchen. This is not what you would normally tell people to do. Exactly. Because my and this
1: is why I noticed it in the world. So my urge is always to simplify. And when I am stressed or if I'm in a situation in my life where there's a lot going on, my impulse is always to lighten my load, make things simpler, kind of streamline. But then I would see people doing the opposite, making their lives more complicated, right at the very time when I would say, why in the heck, of all times in your life, why would you be doing that now? That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, And then I realized that it does make sense. And I got a big epiphany from Sarah, your high school best friend, your co-host on Happier in Hollywood, the idea that she had that she might get a Flemish giant rabbit
0: yes sarah was gonna buy this flemish giant rabbit she ended up by the way getting two guinea pigs instead that's a whole separate story (laughs) but she already had two dogs and you and i were both just baffled because sarah has a lot going on she's an only parent her mother has alzheimer's and is um in a facility near sarah's house to you know visits her all the time she's in charge of all these houses she has in minnesota where she's dealing with renters and contracts i mean she has just so much going on and of course we also have a show we're running on abc called the fix yes for anyone who's interested um and we you and i were both like sarah why would you add more pets yeah, to this equation. Okay, and
1: by the way, it's not just any pet. This thing is like the size of a pony. It's a huge rabbit. It's like yes. in Princess Bride when there's the rodents of unusual size. It's like that. It's crazy big. It's not just some like little, teeny, easy pet. And, I mean, it, my favorite thing was on Happier in Hollywood. You guys were talking about it. And I was riveted because I'm like, why would Sarah get the, giant, the Flemish giant rabbit? And you said, <laughs> you said <laughs> does <laughs> it hop? can it hop (laughs) it's like can it hop it's so huge and i was like why in the world would sarah do i was just baffled by it but then i realized and this is what i have learned so much about my study of human nature is like right when i have that feeling why would somebody do this it makes no sense that's when you say to yourself it does make sense why does it Mm. make sense why is somebody doing something that doesn't make sense to me but that does make sense to them And you talked to Sarah about why was it at this moment in her life that she had this, and she does love animals, so it comes from a pet-loving place. Why was she feeling now that this was the time to get the Flemish Giant Rabbit? And it really was uh, illuminating for both of us to hear her explanation.
0: Yes, she explained to me that it's a way to crowd out negative preoccupations and concerns. Yeah. Just reduces the bandwidth that's available for those bad thoughts and increases... Good thoughts. So her thing is, hey, I have all this really kind of tough stuff on my plate. Yeah. Let me bring more joy into my life. And then I'll feel more joy and have less room to feel, you know, sad about her mom. Sure. And I get that. Now, I think part of it is for you and me adding more pets to an equation, (laughs) we don't think of that as something that would bring more joy. Now, maybe if I was adding another Real Housewives franchise to my viewing, uh, I would feel that way. (laughs) So that was really like an epiphany for you and me. Right.
1: Well, so I kind of envisioned it in my mind. as like you've got so much bandwidth in your day. And if you have some empty bandwidth, something's going to fill into it. And you you sort of have a limitless amount that you can worry about your mother. But there's really nothing that you can do about your mother. It's already – the situation is what it is. It's going to stay the same or really decline. But you could just think about that a lot – or a lot of other things in her life that she has to worry about. But this is like something – kind of fun that she's putting in there and then then there's just less bandwidth that's available because now you have something additional added into the playlist of what's going on in your head
0: yeah i mean i guess one way you could think of it is seeking joy yeah you know it's like even if your life is complicated or you have stressors or certain bad things happen you can seek joy in other areas yeah whereas you and i are more of the model of try to shed responsibility yes.
1: yes well no and so i started looking for other examples of people doing this and it seems like what works if you want to complicate your life in a way to you know get more joy and crowd out negative it's something where you have a lot of control mm. so it's something that has pretty immediate benefits like you know you have the fun of the rabbit right away it takes up mental space so there's like maybe there's errands and there's tasks to be done and it mm. you know it's occupies you And it's something that you find fun. Like you say, for you and me, something like pets wouldn't be appealing, but maybe there's other things that we could find if we decided to do this or if a person was going to decide to do this. Yeah. Like one of my a friend of mine um she had this live-in boyfriend and they sort of had to break up. It was a complicated situation, so it was very very sad. And so what she did is she completely repainted and repapered her apartment. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the fun part of renovating because it's kind of quick and easy. It's not like you're moving walls right. or like replacing your air conditioning, which is really boring and horrible and super expensive. She kind of did but it transformed, and it was a lot of, like, she likes picking out colors and looking at wallpapers, so she really enjoyed the process. And then, like, the whole house felt new, and it was a really good transition, and it occupied a lot of her mental space, and it was a lot more fun to think about, like, ooh, what kind of wallpaper do I want to have for my bathroom, rather than, like, what am I going to do with the Christmas holidays now that we've been broken Right. Out? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Or I know someone going through cancer treatment and all of a sudden undertook this like huge amount of gardening. And at the time, mm. I was like, why are you doing all this gardening now? Why are you so fussed about it? Now I realize it's because she wanted to be planning out, like, what's my plan for this backyard? And she liked the planning and the catalogs. And that was a really, joy- as you say, a really joyful thing for her. She had a lot of control, took up a lot of time. It wasn't super immediate because it was a garden, but it was immediate in that she could make decisions, kind kind of lay out a vision and a plan.
0: Well, Gretchen, this concept just reminds me of what you always say, is that the opposite of a truth is also true.
1: Yes. And so for us, the truth is, if you're really stressed out, lighten your load, simplify your life. But for some people the way to deal with it is to complicate their life. Yes. And I think that reminds me not to be judgmental because I used to sort of think like, why are you doing this in, kind of, in a judgmental way? And now I see they have a tool actually that is a good tool to know about. It's a good tool to have as something that you could bring to bear in a difficult situation.
0: Yeah, it's so funny how I've been friends with Sarah for so many years and this quality about her just always completely bewildered me. Yeah. And now I see... Totally get it. I have this insight. And now when I see her doing things that make no sense to me, I go, oh, she's coping with her situation. And it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Well, if you want to hear the giant Flemish rabbits discussion, it's um, like it's a, it's a recur- It was a recurrent theme and happier in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> So let us know if you do try this at home and how making life more complicated has worked for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is happiercast.com slash 189 for everything related to this episode.
0: Coming up, we've got an etiquette happiness hack, but first this break. Get warm weather ready with quince go to quince dot com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and three hundred and sixty five day returns that's q u i n c e dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty five day returns quince dot com slash gretchen and Now elizabeth
1: it's time for a terrific happiness hack.
0: yes, this comes from bridget she says. Catching up on podcast 185 this morning, I heard your left and right driving tip. Very useful, and it reminded me of a hack I got way back in the day as an intern at my first real job. I went to my first business lunch and sat by one of the senior members on the team. I think she could tell by my slightly (laughs) panicked look I wasn't sure which water glass was mine. She kindly commented, I always get mixed up, which is mine or my neighbor's. My trick, make a B with thumb and index finger on my left hand and a D with thumb and finger on my right. Now I know my drink is on my right, D for drink, and my bread plate is on my left, B for bread. Well, Gretch, I just learned about this like two months ago, and it rocks my world. I thought, this is the greatest thing, because I always forget, too.
1: Yeah. No, and I use the L, you know, when you make an L with your left hand, with your index finger and your thumb. So, But I had never heard of BND, and I think this is great. And I know this is something my husband Jamie struggles with, because he'll, especially if it's like a round table where it's crowded and Mm. everything sort of runs together, he'll often just reach for whatever water glass is closer to him. And then if one person gets it wrong, then the whole table is kind of screwed up, you know? Yes. So I love the simplicity of this. And then you just can very kind of casually and surreptitiously make your finger motion to tell you which water glass to reach for, which bread plate to reach for.
0: Yeah. I need to teach Jack this at dinner tonight. I don't think I've taught him this yet.
1: Keep more of these coming. I love these super simple mnemonic devices. It's fantastic. Yes. Now, listen, this is a know-yourself-better question that, because I was asking myself about this, what do you do when you have time alone in a hotel room? Now, for some people, mm-hmm. this is very, very rare. They probably are extremely rarely or maybe almost never alone in a hotel room. For other people, it's quite frequent. Like for me, when I travel to speak, which I do fairly often, I'm often in a hotel room by myself, and I do something there that I don't do anywhere else. What is that? I watch HGTV. I mm. Property Brothers, Flip or Flop, Fixer Upper, all those Love It or Leave It, the ones where they go house hunting. I don't know why, but there's something about a hotel room that I find it incredibly enthralling and relaxing to watch those shows.
0: That is so interesting because in my wildest dreams, I would have never <laughs> pictured you watching me. Flip or Flop. No, me neither.
1: I mean, it feels totally... so
0: not you. It feels so uncharacteristic. I mean, so know
1: yourself better. What does this tell me about myself? I guess it tells me that I love stories of transformation Mm -hmm. and kind of possibility. Mm -hmm. So I love that. But it does feel extremely uncharacteristic. And I never watch it at home. You would think kind of if I liked it that much in one circumstance, I would like it elsewhere. It completely does not travel to other environments for me. It's something I do in a hotel room.
0: Well, I have to say mine is not as harmless as watching Flip or Flop. When I'm in a hotel room, I really eat a lot of unhealthy food ah it's like I walk into a hotel room and it's like Pavlov you know reaction I want chips and chocolate it's that thing we've talked about where it feels like freedom from the rules. So uh, I just want to eat unhealthy food and and then binge uh, watch Netflix, like House of Cards. I'll sit down and watch a whole season of House of Cards.
1: Well, it's sort of this idea, I think it's in Better Than Before, I talk about the strategy of loophole spotting. And there's the loophole of this doesn't count. That like somehow you're off the clock, you're off the leash. This is not real. This isn't, none of the rules apply. You sort of have that feeling, like this is this zone of where I can just do something that I wouldn't ordinarily do?
0: Yes. I don't know. It feels like, I mean, sacred space for indulgence, Mm. if that makes any sense.
1: But now you've got an interesting situation because, like, I go to a hotel room for a night and then I go back home. But you will often, like, if you're shooting a pilot or something, you might go someplace for, like, five weeks and be staying in a hotel room. If that happens, does it then change into kind of like a temporary home? Or no, it retains its kind of hotel-like license.
0: Gretch, I'm sorry to say it maintains its hotel quality. It doesn't Uh, really become like home. Yeah, It's so funny because one time I was in New York for like five weeks staying at a hotel. And the third day before I left, you know, I I go, oh, I think they have a gym here. I should have checked that out. Didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Whereas, of course, if I'd gone the first day, like, oh, if I have a late call, let me get up in the morning and go to the gym, I probably would have done it. But I was so in the head of hotel feelings that I just didn't even cross my mind. Well, this
1: is very common. This is what people get up to a lot of mischief when they travel, because there's this sort of this feeling of anonymity and lack of accountability because you just feel like I'm in this place. And um. Now, do you, are you eating snacks out of the hotel room or are you bringing snacks in from the outside?
0: Well, both. But the minibar is definitely the first thing I look at to be like, oh, what do they have here?
1: So this is interesting. You can get an alcohol-free room. Like if you call in advance and say, I would like the liquor to be removed Mm. from my room, apparently that is pretty standard and they will do that for you. I wonder if you could have a snack-free hotel room.
0: I should
1: Now they may charge you if any listener knows the answer to this I think sometimes they charge you a restocking fee so it might be, but if you were going to be someplace for five weeks yeah, and it was gonna save you a it. lot of junk food eating or just make it easier because it's just not there like it would be inconvenient to go out onto the street and like find a drugstore or a corner store where you could get a snack it's just not there. It would be worth, like, what are they going to charge for the restocking fee? It can't be that much. So I wonder if they would do that for you.
0: I should find out. And then, I, then it's just making myself do it. But what can people learn about themselves from what they do in a hotel room? Maybe something that's missing from their lives.
1: That's what's strange to me. Is I, like I think for a lot of times you might say like, well, if you really want to take a bath, or you want to go to sleep really early, and really enjoy how comfortable the bed is, or you want to like read a novel because you read best in a hotel room, you might say to yourself, okay, well, how do I incorporate that into my everyday life? Because those, it's like if you really love a bath, maybe you could love a bath. Because I have a mm-hmm. friend who every time she goes to a hotel, that's a, that's she takes a bath like a, an hour long bath. But for you and me, it's a little funny because mine, I have no desire to do it at home. I don't think I would enjoy it. I kind of enjoy having it as a hotel activity. I don't really want to do it. Mm. And for you, it's almost like how can you kind of examine it so that you can change what you do? Maybe you need to substitute something else in that you know that you love, that you want more of. So that you feel like you're not just giving something up, but that you're adding something very indulgent in that you only yes. get in a hotel room. Like, that's your know yourself better is what could I do instead? Like, is there yes something you could do that would be your hotel room treat? Especially since you do go for a really long time and it's very...
0: Yes. It's, no, it's, I, can, I can do a lot of damage in those five weeks.
1: But you could maybe do a lot of fun indulgence, healthy mm-hmm. indulgence. Okay, so we're going to work on you about what's your healthy okay. hotel replacement. Mm-hmm. It's not like getting up early and going to the gym.
0: <laughs> I, I think it may be in the tea area but, Ooh. it's nice to get a pot of hot water delivered and yeah. a selection of teas.
1: Well, I'm interested to hear what other people have to say about this Know Yourself Better question. It's interesting to ponder.
0: Yes. And now the
1: listener question. As always, you can leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is also 77-HAPPY336. Or you can email us. And this week we got an email.
0: Yes, this comes from Corita. She says, hi, I have a happiness stumbling block I'd love to hear addressed on the show. People being loud on the quiet car. I commute to work daily and there's always at least someone talking on the phone, listening to music without headphones, horror, or (laughs) engaging in conversation. I like to work on the train and the noise is truly distracting. Knowing that someone is breaking the rules and being inconsiderate is also distracting. Uh Please help.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes.
0: Gretch, I'm sure a lot of people are bothered by this.
1: Yes. Well, and I think that she's right to point out two things. One is the noise is bothersome because it's like you think you're going to have this promise of quiet. But then it's also just annoying that it's like this is the quiet car. Why do you feel like you can talk on the phone or you can have a loud conversation? Like it's distracting that you feel like someone's not agreeing to the social contract. Even if you actually don't care about the noise, just the fact that they feel free to make noise I think it can really preoccupy your mind.
0: Yeah, I mean, but to me, this one falls under the category of, like, recognize what you can't change and accept it. Yeah. Because there's always going to be people making noise on the quiet
1: car.
0: (laughs) I mean, that is the fact. And I think you put
1: your finger right on it. The fact is, every day someone's going to be loud on the quiet car. It's not the one-time exception. People are who people are. And that is, that it is going to happen over and over and over and over. And... That is the situation of life. That's human nature.
0: Yeah, this reminds me, Gretchen, Sarah um, talked about on Happier in Hollywood that she had this revelation. Mm. She decided she was not going to be bothered by L.A. traffic. Mm. Wow. You know, traffic is the number one complaint of people who live in L.A. And she said... She got to a point where she said, I can either be upset about traffic every day of my life, or I can decide I don't mind bad traffic. And she said it was the most life-changing decision. (laughs) One of the most, probably that and having her daughter, were like two of the biggest life-changing decisions she's made. Because now she's just serene in traffic. She just says, oh, I'll listen to another podcast. She just doesn't let it bother her. And it really has made her happier and healthier. And I think that might be what Karita has to do, to yeah. just say, I am not going to be bothered by people talking on their yeah. quiet car. That's just not what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, I had a friend who went to go work for a very difficult boss, and they mm-hmm. warned her. They're like, this person is very difficult. Like, You just have to know that going in and like, either take the job or don't, but the person's difficult. And she said she decided there's only love for this person, Mm. and she just decided she wasn't gonna complain to other people, she wasn't going to complain about it in in her head, she was just gonna be like, I want this job, I wanna work for this boss, there's only love in my heart for this position. And uh, I like that so much, it's one of my 12 personal commandments, I'll post a link with Mm. all my personal commandments, because a lot of times there is this idea like, if you can't get out of it, get into it, and just Mm -hmm. embrace it, and because what's really bothering you is your own emotional state, and if you can work on your emotional state, You could feel happier even if you can't fix L.A. traffic and you can't fix the quiet car, which, by the way, we can't.
0: Right. Because confronting someone about it is definitely not a good idea.
1: When I'm doing original writing, I often go to this library, the New York Society Library, which is right uh, like a block from my apartment. And there's this one floor for writing and it's really quiet. The culture there is really to enforce total silence. Like people will admonish you if you're typing on your keyboard too loudly. And one time I was there, and this woman was listening to earbuds and quite loud, and you could really hear the music all in the room. Because if it's very quiet, you can hear through earbuds very easily. Mm. And somebody went over and, like, slipped her a note. And, like, everybody in the room was aware of the noise, and everybody in the room had an emotion about it. And then when the person slipped the note, it was like the tension was escalating. Everybody mm. felt worse. I'm like, right. just let it go. Yeah. And then she just turned it off. It was, not like, nothing happened, really. But I was, like, shattered.
0: From this silent
1: exchange. I'm like, we all just, like, let it go. Let it go.
0: Well, Gretch, it blows my mind. Some people listen to music out loud um while hiking. What? And that, what? Just, yes. What? It happens not all the time, but quite often I'll be hiking, like in Fryman Canyon, as I do. And someone nearby will be walking, playing music on their phone out loud. And it's just... So crazy to me that you would think that was an appropriate thing to do, and of course I have the urge to be like, "Hey, don't play your music!" But then I think, uh, now I have to walk with this person for right. the next mile. Yeah, okay, <laughs> it's okay, a problem okay, yeah. when you're hiking." Yeah. So I've just decided, well, if they're doing that, they're doing it. I'm just not going to let it bother me. I mean, because the thing is, it is really
1: annoying. Because you're like, there's such an obvious solution for this: wear earbuds. Like, yeah. why do you feel the need to do this? But you're right. It's easier just to be like, well, so be it. You know, this is my experience right now. So are, are I mean, I think the thing is to just try to find a way to accept it and mm-hmm. not let it preoccupy you.
0: Yeah, Gretchen, I've heard of people who've managed to convince themselves they love the sound of their husband snoring. Wow. Oh, my so gosh. Maybe Corita can convince herself <laughs> that the people talking and playing music on the in the quiet car is just atmospheric white yes. noise. There you go. There you go. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a very surprising clutter demerit. But first, a break. Eating processed
1: food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog Barnaby loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me.
0: Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com happier. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for Demerits and Gold Stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit, and I have to say, this one surprised me.
1: Yeah, so I've literally written a book about outer order and inner calm and clearing clutter, and I've spent so much time clearing clutter and thinking about here how to clear clutter and all the classic mistakes that people make to clear clutter, and... I realized that I had just this nest of horrible clutter that I was completely mm. ignoring, that I finally tackled. I had made so many classic clutter mistakes. Collect and neglect, that is what I did. <laughs> and I even did it in Eleanor's room. So here she's this poor innocent bystander. So she has this closet <laughs> that had a high shelf, and on this high shelf, I would put anything kind of related to containers. So like if we had, you know, Mm. one of those things that holds magazines. Well, we had a couple extra of those, so I put it up there. Or like we Mm. got a really cunning tin that like English biscuit cookies came in, and it was such a pretty tin. Mm. I thought, oh, I'll keep it because maybe we'll store something in it. Or there were drawer dividers that I wasn't using. Oh, I'll put it up there. So finally I went up there. It was like, and Eleanor is ruthless. I think I'm ruthless. She is insanely (laughs) ruthless. And we gave so much to the thrift store. A really good storage stuff that was doing us no good whatsoever and that I had just kind of with a pleasing sense of oh I know right where I will put this thing that I don't even need and Mm. why do I why am I hanging on to it I'll put it up here and poor Eleanor like once we got everything down Mm. her closet it just felt like it opened up it was like literally Uh. it was like a headache lifting so my demerit is that had been growing for like nine years and I (laughs) finally dealt with it So it's easy to feel like, oh, all that stuff's kind of neatly put away. It's in place, but it's not Mm. being used. It was covered in dust.
0: That's a good insight. Just because something has its place doesn't mean it's not clutter.
1: Oh, that's deep clutter. Yes. And this is deep clutter. It's where it's nicely put away. It's in place, but there's no reason to have it at all. Okay. That's gone now, though. Feels good. I, I good. got the buzz. Got the clutter clearing buzz. Um, but Alyssa, take us up for a gold star.
0: Well, Gretch, I, you know, I love giving gold stars to podcasts, yeah. other podcasts, because we're podcast crusaders. We love podcasts. Yes. And today I am giving one to the podcast Homecoming.
1: Oh, so good. It is
0: a fiction podcast starring Katherine Keener and David Schwimmer and Amy Sedaris and Oscar Isaacs. The cast is just incredible. And um, it just um, this summer came out with its second season. And it's going to become um, a show, a TV show on Amazon starring Julia Roberts. So I'm also excited about that. But Homecoming, it's basically about Catherine Keener plays a therapist who's helping returning vets in a government program that's, you know, very questionable. And I don't want to give anything (laughs) away, but it's a really tangled, interesting dynamic plot. I mean, I was just sitting on the couch, like in my office at home, listening to this podcast for hours over the weekend, binging it. Yeah. Normally I only, you know, I listen in the car, but I was like, I have to know th- what's going to happen on the next episode of homecoming.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, can I interrupt you and say, cause I have not really listened to that many fiction podcasts, but you had told me how good it was. So I was listening to it. And I have to say, if you're a person who uses podcasts as a form of pairing to get yourself to X, exercise. Mm. I'm like literally looking forward to my daily walk because I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like I had to turn it off in mid episode or, you know, they're 20 yeah. minutes long. So it's a really good length and it just creates this spell and you just oh, are it's so dying good. to find out what is going to be revealed. So I loved it too. And thank you because you turned it on to me. I wouldn't have entered into it if you hadn't said how good it was.
0: Yes. Yeah, so everybody li- do yourself a favor and listen to Homecoming.
1: Yes. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Make life more complicated. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you.
0: Thank you to our producer, Cameron Drews. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Kristen Meinzer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: If you like the show, and you're so inclined, and you have a little bit of time, please rate and or review the show. It really helps other listeners find the show. We really, really appreciate it if you do take the time to rate or review. The resources for this week, I want to remind people that I have my Happiness Project One Sentence Journal for Mothers. If you're starting to think about getting presents for a mother in your life, or like a new mother, um, or a mother starting a new stage in parenting, like a child who's just started kindergarten or going to college. um, It's a fun way to keep track of little memories and moments. So I want to remind people about that. And also, I have started doing a lot more tracking of my reading on Goodreads. I know a lot of our listeners are big readers and they're interested in um, seeing what other people read. Um, So I'm posting there what I read each week. I don't always write reviews, but you should know that if I finished it, it means that I liked it because now I Mm -hmm. ruthlessly do not finish a book if I don't like it. And while you're there, you could mark one of my books, like Outer Order, Inner Calm, as a book that you want to read. That's always fun.
0: Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft.
1: And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.
0: So it won't be in a cage, it'll just be hop. Does it even hop? Can it hop? Does it I assume it hops. No, it'll have an indoor cage and an outdoor cage. Okay. Um the outdoor one will have a big run attached.